0: What I'd like to do is I'd like to address how and what the relationship between learning Gomorrah is and life (laughs) which sometimes becomes quite difficult to understand especially when you're learning Gemara in Zvokim, which deals with the different types of sacrificial offerings and people often wonder, well how is this going to help me in my day-to-day life and the question is valid But even you don't have to go as far as Vachim when people learn about two people grasping onto, clasping onto the sides of a garment. How often has that happened to you in your lifetime? I mean, it could be you are the kind of person that kind of grasps onto people's towels. But I'm saying the average person, generally, when in the mikveh, holds onto his own towel and not others. So, there's two points to the point is how do we what wha- in other words you have e- one second let me rephrase it has everyone over here had exposure to Gomorrah yeah. yeah yes yes okay. Kogan you've learned Gomorrah before <laughs> learn it depends on what you call learning so <laughs> the idea what I'd like to do tonight <laughs> is to try to and attempt to bring out some pertinent points about Gomorrah and general life but not in the specific not in in a content way but in a process way. In other words, there's a process that the Gomorrah uses which becomes a standard methodology of approach for life. This methodology of approach for life avoids the pitfall of bad character traits which have the knack of making us think stupidly any person who's got bad medis which is uh, negative character traits which is certainly me um, looking around I see a few other people as well um, so any person who's got bad bad realizes how bad medis make you stupid by stupid I mean you think irrationally if we use as our measurement of not being stupid, rational thought, productive thought, long-term thinking, seeing consequences as being consequences, and stupidity as ignoring consequences, um, illogical thought patterns. So one will realize that when you fall prey to your bad minutes, you also fall prey to ridiculous thinking patterns. For example, For example, we all struggle, again I could just be describing myself over here, with laziness. Now, if you can explain to me why I'll be sitting here and need to take, um, find a, a reference book and think to myself, at least, well, I see the books on the shelf, but then getting to the shelf would mean lifting myself off from my chair. Now, that's, that's that could be a difficult process because it would require effort. So, instead of getting the necessary reference work, which would help me to understand the text, instead I think to myself, Oh, maybe I'll do without it. That's called stupid. Because I need it. So then eventually I convince myself that I can't go forward without this reference work. So then what I do is, I extend my hand. And I realize that the distance between the shelf and my hand, or the distance between the length of my hand and the distance to the shelf, um, my hand isn't long enough. But it didn't stop me from stretching out my hand. That's called stupid. Then I actually think if I can perhaps just move the chair, because that will stop me with Baruch Hashem wheels. But then it's on the third shelf. So then I'll start to go like this. And then eventually I'll actually move and I'll take the book down and reluctantly sit sort and of use the reference. That's called stupidity. Um, we all know the stupidity in the area of eating. What happens is, no one will eat a gigantic, gigantic six pieces of cake Chas v'shalem. you may have one piece okay and then another piece okay and then a half a piece and then another half a piece and then a quarter piece and then another quarter piece and then another quarter piece and then another, quarter piece. And, then another qu- and then an eighth of a piece and another eighth of a piece no. in other words and eventually you'll end up eating th- but you So what is it? That's called stupidity. It means if I eat it in small incremental slices, then you haven't eaten six pieces. But that's stupid. Does everyone agree with me that when you have bad midot, you also think stupidly? If you disagree, voice your disagreement. If not, I will force you to think carefully and reject your bad medicine. And that means you can't eat six pieces of cake because there'll be irrational thinking. You'll you agree with me. In other words, are we in agreement? Thank you. This, you are possibly the most, definitely, I would say, the most responsive audience I've had hmm. in the last uh, six minutes. Midas um, make you stupid! Bad, bad, bad. They make you stupid. They make you think in a stupid, stupid, stupid way. Now, therefore, what I'd like to suggest if you can correct your thought processes, perhaps in the doing so, you'll be able to correct your middles. Bold suggestion. I'm not guaranteeing it, but let's explore it. Do you all follow the basic principle? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good, 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 good. Okay. So now, Let's work on Gemara. The Gemara says as follows. Tfilas HaShachah Ad Chatzois. Tfilas the morning prayer, goes on t- until noon. There are many Yeshiva who that take this Mishnah quite literally. Tfilas <laughs> HaShachah Ad Chatzois, <laughs> Omer, they then not read on, of course, Ad Dal until four hours. No, of course not. Not that middits make you stupid, but middits tend to say that, Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Close oh, the book, quickly. I don't want to say anything else. Tzvila <laughs> Al Yes, yeah, so now we're going to learn a little bit of Gemara. And then we're going to step back and see how that learning of Gemara took place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Good evening, gentlemen. We'd like to welcome you to a Gomorrah share on Tfilas HaShachar, Tfilas HaShachar, not Tfilas HaShachar, Tfilas HaShachar, and the, the, the thrust of our share is not only to learn a little bit of Gemara together but to try to extrapolate the methodology that the Gomorrah applies in order to rid ourselves of our negative character traits which, when I say ours, I'm referring specifically to Bello who's, um, not, not really specifically, but just using it as a marshal. In other words, how we're coming up, Brad, this is the point, we're coming up to Yom Kippur and we look at ourselves because we have to, because Yom HaDin is bu- coming and we think to ourselves, gosh, there are all these things I'm doing wrong, I should start doing them right. But the reason why we're doing them wrong is because we're not thinking straight. So, the bold suggestion I'm about to make, is that by correcting our cognitive functioning, by working on our thought processes, perhaps we can help ourselves be more... be... be more... that the key... going even further... that the key to good Midas is good thinking. If you have no inclination of what good thinking is, you can have the best heart in the world but you won't be able to have good midas. In other words, you won't be able to have good midas in the words of the Rambam. The Rambam says, the Rambam says Aleph. The Rambam says that, we all know this, but the Rambam puts it across and everyone knows about the Rambam. The Rambam was very moderate. (laughs) The Rambam was the ultimate the Rambam suggests the middle path. You've all heard of the Rambam's middle path? No, yeah. yeah, who hasn't? The Rambam was a doctor, I'll become an accountant. The Rambam's middle path, he put across in Hilchot Deot, and he says, Haderach HaYeshora, the the straight path, He midda beinonis. It's the middle path. In between every character trait. And he describes the character trait. He Says, On the one hand, you've got a person who's an absolute miser. On the other hand, you've got a person who's completely, ridiculously careless with his money. So to be a miser is the wrong approach. You don't give out a penny. To be a person who's reckless, he just gives everything away, is ridiculous. You have to go the middle path. You have people who, at the slightest provocation, burst into complete and total fury. You've got other people, they come generally from California and Australia, where to get them to show any form of emotion, you have to hit them over the head with a club. And then, if they come from Australia, they'll say something like, Yeah, you know, that hurts. Um, <laughs> if they come from California, they'll say something like, Like, hey, wow." Well. Um, so you've got the two, you've got, you've got the Israeli and the Californian on either side of the spectrum. Um, just to give an illustration. So you've got this person that the slightest provocation bursts into fury and the other person who even at the ultimate provocation just remains totally dead. So the, R- the Rambam says it's not good to be dead but it's not to be good to be fly your handled at, at the slightest provocation. You have to go the middle way. Um, and then he gives a series of different examples. Now what's the middle way? So you say, well the middle way is the mean. So what happens is, for example, you have ten events in your day that could prompt you to anger so for five of them you should get absolutely furious and the other five you should remain completely passive that's the middle path you take the average what's the middle path where does the middle path lie no the middle path means you should get mildly irritated with everyone (laughs) halfway between absolute nothingness and total anger you should get just get annoyed the english way (laughs) californian australian Israeli, english in the middle oh dear stop that Um, (laughs) <laughs> that's the way to go. if You've done it. The Rambam was speaking to England. Clearly, that's not what the Rambam means, correct? What does the Rambam mean when you said the middle path? So let's look at the words of the Rambam, if we may. Kate said, You shouldn't be a person who's so angry and easy to get angry. Uh, oh, it doesn't say. If a and you should be like a dead person, Australian, Californian, she ain't el She should be in the middle. So what does bainoni mean? So we think bainoni means English, mild irritated. Comes along the Rambam and he says lo yichais Don't get angry, but with something which is a big thing. And then he says those magic words that it is appropriate to get angry about that thing. in order that that's whatever reason is that in a particular situation it's appropriate to get angry so that people don't do that again. There are times when anger is required. So what is the middle path? What is the middle path? When it's appropriate. Acting (laughs) in an appropriate manner based on the situation. How do you know what type of behavior is appropriate in the given situation? How do I know if this is a time when I should get angry or if a time when I shouldn't get angry? How do I make that call? What kind of skills and tools do I need to evaluate that? The answer is oh, completely responsive audience. Sorry? Oh, yeah, the glib answer. You think you're in a sheer, and if you say Torah, it's bound to be right. Torah, I'm surprised you say Hashem. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> when you don't know what the, the right thing to get angry at, so you just assume the right thing is just enough. Good. Question. Question. What kind of skills does one need to employ to know how to get angry, or when to get angry, That's and when not to get angry. angry? Seemingly, you have to take this situ- situation and weigh up. And think about, gosh, if I get angry now, so then the person I'm angry with will behave in such and such a way. If it's appropriate that this will be effective, then I will get angry. If it's inappropriate, then I will remain calm. Who is the controlling factor in that decision making process as in regard to how you react? <laughs> In other words, you have to take the situation, you have to take the situation at hand, you have to evaluate it, you have to analyze it, you have to understand all the parts, and then you have to come up with a decision whereby you can then employ the appropriate middah at the appropriate time. So it comes out that the beginning of good middah is bellowed in the brain. In the brain that the cognitive is the starting point to healthy emotional behavior and that if you don't have healthy cognition you can't have healthy midas if you can't think you can't be good if you go with your heart it won't help you you can be the best hearted person in the world but unless you have a way of defining when you should and when you shouldn't, and using your mind to control your behavior, your kindness can destroy you. So therefore, you need basic cognitive skills. Just one second, okay? Tfilas HaShachar Ad Chatzois. Tfilas HaShachar goes until Chatzois. The Mishnah says, <muching> in. Brochus says, Tfilas HaShachar Ad Chatzois. that. the the mitzvah of davening Shachris is until chatzos, and Rabbi Yuda argues and he says and just just general knowledge point we do Paskanak like Rabbi <laughs> as I said contrary to popular Baina manim belief but Rabbi Yuda is the one we Paskenak. Like, and it's until the fourth <laughs> hour of the day um, consult your local calendars to find out when that is um, it's printed under what's called Zman Tefillah Rabbi Yuda says until Arbashois Good, to understand the first in the Mishnah. Now we haven't deviated from the topic. We're just going in and out in order to illustrate. Comes along the Gemara and says, "Veriminhu." Veriminhu is a crucial, critical Talmudic key phrase. Those of you exposed to Talmud have been exposed to the incredible engineering that Ravina and Rav Ashi performed when they redacted the Talmud. They did an amazing thing. They constructed a perfect model of how a thought process takes place and in order that you'll be able to grasp the structure of how to come to a given conclusion they created a standard phrase book of terminology which would be consistent throughout Shas by knowing those words you'd be able to plot the course of the suge even if you didn't understand any of the words in between these crucial key phrases are indicative of a particular direction that the debate will take. Verminhu is one of those. Verminhu introduces a a contradiction from SingSong intonation almost. Verminhu, gentlemen some of you have been exposed to Talmud this is not an advanced question this is Talmud's one o minus one Verminhi Verminhu Verminhi Verminhu Both are used. Verminhu Those people who can't, if you're not all answering this question, this means you will all be forced to go back to Yeshiva for an unlimited amount of time. Oh, dearie me, this is tragic. Viriminhu Viriminhu Introduces a contradiction based on an equally weighted source. If the first thing that you raise raising the contra- contradiction against is a verse, it will be a verse. If it's a tonight statement, it will be a tonight statement. In this case, we're raising a contradiction against a tonight statement, so it has to be another tonight statement. Good, good. Good, good. So again, this is also a Gemara Shia. There is sing-song intonation. I will be using my thumbs. This is all part of the process. Hello. Good, good. So comes along the Gemara and says, <coughs> We have learnt in the Mishnah according to the first opinion that the morning prayer goes all the way until noontime. We have a contradiction based on an equally weighted source, which is, we have an equally weighted source which says another tonight statement that the mitzvah of reading uh, sorry the mitzvah of of Shema is at the sunrise the mitzvah of Shema is at the daytime is at is at night's Is it sunrise in order that you can put... Oh gosh, this is complicated. (laughs) Let me slow down. We have a contradictory source. It says that you have to say Shema in the morning. When when should you say Shema? You should say Shema as the sun is rising. Why should you say Shema as the sun is rising? Because as the sun rises, that's when you have to pray. And since we know that before praying, you should declare a blessing, a prayer that Hashem redeemed us. Because once you've acknowledged that Hashem is control of your life and He can save you from any terrible situation, then you're in the right frame of mind to pray. So you should put that declaration just before you start praying. Since that declaration is attached to the Shema, and since Davening begins at daytime, therefore we have to say the Shema just as the sun rises in order to place that declaration next to Davening. And Davening starts with the sunrise. When does Davening start? Sunrise. Bookie, you're not allowed to speak anymore because now no one else is speaking, okay? I love you, but I want other people in this extremely responsive... Thursday night audience to respond as well. So again, so on the one hand we said that Trilas Ashachar is until, and yet yeah we have an we have an contradiction. We say Trilas Ashachar is really sunrise. So on the one hand we say sunrise, on the other side we say What is that called? A contradiction. Very minu, It's a contradiction. Good. We resolve the contradiction by saying, Ki tanya levasikin, that second source is referring to people who are extremely righteous, they are very exacting in mitzvahs, and they are the ones that daven at sunrise, it's not a requirement, it's, an, it's a, what's called a mile. it's a good thing. But it's not, it's not the letter of the law. The letter of the law isn't till until noon, but you, you, the best time to do it is with sunrise. Good? So we've resolved the contradiction. Okay, now, let's think about what happened over there. I would like you to think, and this is going to be very difficult, but I'd like to put the ball in your courts and try to translate into your own words this process, which you've just experienced in the Gemara, into your day-to-day life. First of all, this process is a cognitive process. It's called the process of contradiction. Could someone give me a definition of what contradiction is? No, just one. A <laughs> disagreement between two sources. A disagreement between two sources. Is that a good definition? A disagreement? That's a terrible definition. That's the worst definition I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Nick, what In were you hand. thinking? What were you thinking? A disagreement between two souls is called a dispute. That's when two souls disagree. A contradiction is not a dispute. Opposite. Opposite is a word. You haven't defined anything. Could someone give me an, an, an eye? You'll all of course be more enthusiastic. once you see how tolerable I am? Uh, tolerant? Yes. Yes, Kogan. A contradiction. I'm going to use the quoting on people tactic now. I know your names. I can find you, Zephyr, Borg, don't pull out that, i just had a baby card, okay, yes, Kogan. Uh, you you described probably most things in the universe, <laughs> uh, could you be slightly more generic? So the incompatibility between two views, <laughs> that's getting better the incompatibility, incompatibility between two views it's not there yet but they they should, there is almost one, one right view The contradiction implies there's one right view and two views are off the path good, we, we, go on, go on sorry? Okay, so, so the best definition is you've got the incompatibility between two views. Why, what makes something inca- incompatible with something else, Bradley Sacher? Because uh, there's no way to find a common thread between the two. Why should there be a common thread? I guess it doesn't have to, but there often is. Well, if it doesn't have to, then it's not a contradiction. So, <coughs> why is a p- incompatibility a problem? Because we need with a law. I'm that? not talking about laws. I'm talking about the 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 isolated idea of what is a contradiction. I don't want to make it a Gemara issue. I want to make it a life issue. If okay. one statement is true, then necessarily the other one is false. So they can't be true at the same time. If you have two situations or statements, which both are supposed to conform to the same rules, and yet they display different characteristics. This creates a tremendous problem in our brains. You have two things which are playing by the same rules, and they show different behavioral patterns. That is problematic, because since they obey the same rules, the behavioral patterns should be consistent. When they're inconsistent, that's a problem. Can someone give me an example of a contradiction of street signs, Jono? You saw a stop sign, and you saw a speed limit of 100 miles an hour next to the stop sign, that's, that's a contradiction, because, because in order for your behavior to function, it has to be either stop or go. It can't be stop and go at the same time. So a contradiction is when the two events in front of your eyes, the reality can only support one of them yet they are both presented as a reality good good can someone give me an example of an example an example of contradiction in business with It's competition uh, when you're trying to develop product with them that you is going to be able to your own product that you currently have on the market but you also also want to participate in a market In other words, there would be contradictory behaviour that your goal is to create a profit and you support a competitor that will deprive you of their profit Um, Can someone give me an example of a contradiction in a relationship? Married men? (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you have some whiskey that you can pass around to the crowd? I mean, maybe we need something to... Well, no, I think they've had like a lot of red wine, perhaps. (laughs) If uh, one person wants kids and the other one doesn't? That's disagreement. It's a disagreement. Contradiction is when you have a person who's your friend and one morning he says to you, how are you doing? It's amazing to see you. And the next morning he says, I hate your guts. In other words, there's an assumption of a continued pattern of behavior, which when that, that ha- pattern of behavior is assumed, and then it denies itself, so that's a contradiction. The point I'm trying to make over here, which uh, seems very ineffectively, is that the notion of a contradiction is a cognitive function, it's not a part of Gomorrah. And the reason why we recognize that you can't say that Tfilah Shachar is until Chatzois and Tfilah you can't say that it goes until noon. And also that it's only at sunrise because if it goes until noon, so that means it's not limited to sunrise. If it's only at sunrise, it means it's not limited to noon. That understanding of that concept is a cognitive function. That's not a Gemara term. Are you following me? What I'm trying to put across to you is there's a fundamental lack of consciousness of how our thoughts work. Because we don't extrapolate the method that the Gomorrah applies, we don't pull it over, we don't convey it to the rest of our life, we are clever in Gomorrah and stupid in life. Now, the reason why our conveyancy of the lessons learned to Gemara to the rest of life isn't done is because the Midas make us stupid. Because when we, w- in other words, like this, contradiction on the deepest level. Do you know what contradiction is? Contradiction is I go to Shachris on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday I think, do you know what? I'm not going today. How can you not go today? How can you not go today? You went all the other days. That means you established inside of yourself that this is the reality of your behavior. When you deny the reality of that behavior, you're creating self-contradictory behavior. That's an irrational point. That means you yourself are not reconciled. Your reality has different facets to it. There's no reality. You can't live with two contradictory forces, theoretically. We do all the time. But it's an irrational approach to life. But we live with perfect irrationality. Okay? So the first lesson we learn from this Gemara. If a person learns this Gemara, and then they go to Shachris, sometimes and other times not, so then they haven't learned anything from the Gemara. How can you say there's a contradiction and then live with it? Surely if you're consistent, so if you see the contradiction, you say to yourself, one second, vireminu, hooray, today I went to Shachris, and yesterday I didn't. And hopefully the tears won't be Clearly, I'm not a shakis going person, and the day went was an exception. <laughs> Are you following me? I d- again, it could be. It could be. Are you following me? Yes. So that's the first lesson. The first lesson is you take every movement that the Gemara makes, and in order for you to do tshuva with it, you have to say, right, where does that m- that movement apply to my life? Good. I would like to now ask you and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to think in all of our lives let us think for one moment where we see contradictions. Okay? On your marks. <laughs> you say, so for you your job is where in your life don't you see contradictions? <laughs> yeah. we all found contradictions okay now I want you to do one more thing again I want you to appreciate just stop and think raise two different con- contrary behaviors in your mind and think about how foolish or how inconsistent contradiction is all about you got there? okay now I want you to take you one step further and I want you to think about how you need to create consistent behavior in that area of your life. Okay, now, if what happened in your brains is what happened in my brain, finding contradiction in my life, not difficult. Um, thinking on how to resolve it, very difficult. Very difficult but do you understand that if you don't ask the contradiction you can't move forward yes so the first lesson we learn in Tfilas HaShachar is veriminhu. every single key Talmudical key phrase is a challenge on ourselves it's a challenge on our lives and how we process things let's go a little bit further in the Gemara says the Gemara, Zokta heli Gemara. Everyone agrees. Is it true that everyone agrees that the latest part, the latest time you can daven, you can pray the morning service, is until Chatzos? avis time. If a person made a mistake and he forgot to daven his evening prayer, he can daven two in the two shachris. Shachris mispal Mincha time. And if he forgot to daven shachris, he can daven his He can daven two minchas. In other words, he can daven shachris at mincha time. Mincha time is before chazzais or after chazzais. It's before mid- noonday or afternoon day. After. 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 So we said now that you can only daven until it. and now we say you can daven? Is that a problem? <coughs> Why is that a problem? Because we've established a rule and we haven't extended that rule beyond the place and now we see that, so now how do you resolve the contradiction? So again, these are the two cases. Again, these are the two cases. The one case is that you've got the Mishnah which says that the upper limit for your davening is until Chathos, until noon. We have another source which says if you forgot to pray in the morning then you can pray double at Mincha. You can daven two Minchas meaning you can daven what you missed in the morning, later on. Correct? So you daven your normal mincha prayer and then you daven for shachris another, another, another amidah. Good? So on the one hand we say you can daven shachris after mincha, and the other time we say no, you can only daven shachris until achatayis. How would you attempt to resolve their contradiction? And what cognitive methods would you use to resolve it? Contradiction. Sorry? Was that a contradiction? The second statement has a precondition to it. Which is? If you forgot. Why is the difference which makes the difference? Well, the other statements didn't have a precondition. You're right! T- but it said an, it said an absolute, con- it was absolute. It didn't make any conditions. This is the amount of time that if you want to daven your Shachi's prayer, you have to govern it by. Noontime. If you double beyond noontime, you can't. There's no option. And yet the second statement says, in a rare occasion when you forgot to daven it in the morning, you can double it later on. But we s- set down a rule that you can never daven it beyond this point in time. So, without any conditions, it didn't say, BUT IF you happen to have... So how do you... Well, if we interpret the second one as an exception to the first one, and apply default logic, then if you did not forget to only can do it at... Hus- uh, under Beautiful. Us- so words, mm-hmm. that's a resolution. There is, a, there is a contradiction, but you've jumped to a resolution by differentiating between the two types of prayers. In other words, even though this appears to be a display of inconsistency, it's really consistent because we're talking about two types of prayers. There's a prayer which is a makeup prayer, it's a Tashlumim, and that's given an extended prayer, whereas the initial prayer is limited to Chatzos. Yes? Okay, now. What's your name? Sorry. Yaakov. Yaakov. So Yaakov, what process did you use to come to that answer? And how would that help you in day-to-day life spotting the difference between a contradiction and appropriate inconsistent in behavior? No, you're not Yaakov and you've been banned from speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone like some coke? How did you come to? How did you? What 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 prices did you use to to get to that answer? Distinguish well, between distinguish distinguishing between the rule and the exception. So, so when, you, when you saw the initial statement, you said the initial statement, you started to, to find parameters and created a framework for what that initial statement meant. When the initial st- statement said that you can pray until noontime, what it meant was the standard non-make-up prayer is limited to this time. Whereas when you have a different kind of prayer which is there to compensate for that which you missed out, it's got a whole new set of rules. Good? Now, how would this pan out in terms of behavior? Sometimes a person, now let's go back to the Rambam. When the Rambam says you have to take the middle path, what does he mean? He means you have to behave completely inconsistently. Correct? Sometimes you have to be angry as can be, and other times you have to be completely calm. But one second, that's contradictory behavior. What are you? Are you angry or are you calm? I know you're calm, Say <laughs> saying in the Rambam, Are you angry, or are you calm? The answer is, it depends on the parameters of what you're trying to achieve. If the parameters for anger are, when my anger will have productive influence on the ra- people around me and it will serve a purpose, then I'm angry. When my angry anger will be destructive, then I'm calm. So do you see that the movement that the grammar makes is it takes two possible parameters and it differentiates by delineating boundaries as to when one's appropriate and when one is not appropriate. This is a basic cognitive skill to be able to differentiate between the different parts of life. What I'm trying to say is follows. I'm trying to make a point to you and I think I'm failing but I'm trying anyway and I already th- I give myself a lot of credit for that. The <laughs> the The point I'm trying to make is, a person can learn Gemara his entire life and remain completely unaffected in the realm of his midst. And a person can learn Gemara and he can use it to transform himself. What is the difference between those two people? The person that learns Gomorrah for Gomorrah will remain unaffected in the rest of his life or he won't necessarily be affected in the rest of his life apart from, let's say, the, the, the spiritual injection that it gives him, which is also very powerful but it won't affect his Midot in the same way. A person that takes the Gomorrah's structure and says right, now, how does this method of processing apply to the rest of my life he will slowly but surely become a different kind of person. He'll start to think and process differently. If every time you see a Gemara and you say, Good, where is that movement? Not every time, but sometimes. Once a week, twice a week, three times a week, maybe. 20 times a week. If every time you go into a Gemara and you extrapolate from it and you think, gosh, okay, the Gemara is teaching me healthy thinking. Let's take healthy thinking and see in my life where I can find an application for it. The Ramchal writes a book called Derech Tvunas. In that book he writes the following basic principle. He says, everyone has an intuitive sense of how logic works. It's part of our hardware." however if you don't have an awareness of the precise operating mechanisms that you are operating on on the intuitive level you will never be able to use them in your life they will function here and there there'll be no consistent logical usage of them because unless you have the tool clearly in front of your eyes you can't take it out of your toolbox and therefore the Ramchal says you have to develop a vocabulary to describe the process that's why I made you all suffer t- trying to explain to you what a contradiction was. Because if you don't have a way of describing contradiction, you can't use it in the rest of your life. Whenever you go and you learn a Gemara, you have to look at those keywords and say, OK, what is this process? Good. Now, where do I see it in business? Where do I see it in... not in art. Where do I see it in relationships? Where do I see it in myself? Where do I see it in sport? maybe not sport no contradiction in sport but yes do j- you j- understand the thrust Just you understand the process now if you use that so then as you become more and more more steeped in the way of Gomorrah thinking you become more and more steeped in the way of approach, in a way of approaching life it's a different way of approaching life for example I'll give you a few examples there's a key word known as minahanimeli hanimili means when you have a piece of oral law the one of the most basic approaches to that piece of oral law is hanimili, which means from where these words the seeks a scriptural source to the above statement this is a basic cognitive skill when you are presented with information seek out the source of where the information comes from if someone comes to me and says to me smoking Is healthy so because I have preconceived knowledge my initial reaction is where did you get that from but many times a person will give you information and you'll just accept it you'll suck it in you always have to say where is your source where'd you know that from who told you people make statements which are so ridiculous constantly Um, examples of ridiculous statements Open up a newspaper, and just ask yourself as you go through each article. Minor hanimini, mino. Yes, that that, that 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 has a source to it. For me, that's mino hanimini. Another word. Another word in Gomorrah is esve. Esve is when you have a attack from one Amora to another based on a scriptural or source. This is a different way of approaching things. When someone suggests an idea, the way your brain should work is not to embrace the idea, but to perhaps attack the idea, in a very appropriate fashion. But it's a whole different approach to how you process information. You can process information passively, or you can process information actively. Active processing of information involves engaging in the information and saying, How can you say what you're saying, and looking for an external reference point which contradicts it? And often you'll find it, and then often the person will be forced to resolve why it's not a contradiction. Okay, gentlemen, I feel that I've punished you enough. Um, That's the basic outline. Um, There's, interestingly enough, a whole... method of uh, this is really step one step one is is trying to access the cognitive skills if you don't have the cognitive skills at your disposal so then the 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 there's no real possibility of chiva because you just can't you just can't process life properly so you can never do things properly because you don't think properly so step number one is getting that right cognitive skill set available But once you have the cognitive skill set available, like when we found those contradictions inside of ourselves, we've got the skill, but then you have to know how you can resolve it. Now that is a whole different ball game, And that also there's a method for. Just like there's a method of getting the skill set, there's a method of how you can employ the skill set effectively. But that's part two of the six-part series. Mm -hmm. The other five parts will be delivered in Jerusalem when you all come there for your compulsory stint. Of at least six months for a lot of you. Yes. So is there a way to measure? <coughs> Method. Or how can you measure yourself to know? Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? You, you, you'll start. You'll start to see that you're. The one of the easiest ways of measuring is in simple tasks. You'll start to see how you'll perform them more effectively, because often, for example, when you're not functioning cognitively, so then you'll always be going forward and then having to retrace your steps. For example, I'm just giving you a stupid example. Um, you go for a picnic, so you just throw a lot of things into a hamper and then you get to the picnic and then you realize, oh gosh, we didn't bring the cheese. Uh, well, that always happens. <laughs> so th- that's because when you, you didn't, didn't approach it right, the way I approach it packing up a picnic is to say, okay, you make a list of all the things that are needed and then you tick off the list as you put the things in the basket. It's called thinking. That process is how you learn a Mishnah. When you learn a Mishnah, the first thing you do is you go through the text and you see how many parts are there to the Mishnah and what do they each contribute. So if you do that in life, so then it will turn out well because you'll never forget things in a picnic. In other words, but a person can learn Mishnah very well and you can botch up in life. There are some people who do life very well and botch up in Mishnahs. But we're focusing on the other angle. Yes. If all of your, your development of your Midas is based on your mental capacity to process these problems, does that then imply that your mental capacity defines your capabilities in terms of your refinement of your Midas? Yes. Rebbe Kiva was a genius. So there's a famous story that he has one sitting at Shava's table and a guest spilled his spilled some wine on the tablecloth and he also spilled his wine now in order for that, in other words, in order that the guests shouldn't feel embarrassed, now in order that for it to be an effective tactic to use he must have done, done it in such a way that the guest knew he wasn't being, doing it deliberately in other words, if he spilled the wine and then he would a boom, boom so he would have thought he's just being a nice guy and he would have felt as embarrassed so that means he must have been able to spill over his wine almost simultaneously to the first person spilling over his wine. Which means he had, not only when he was given an idea, he was able to process it in, in, in a split second, but when he saw the wine falling, he was able to knock over his wine. So that they, they almost collided simultaneously with the table. It's not a coincidence that the greatest sages that we have are the most brilliant and the most refined people. There's always this combination of brilliant middles and brilliant intellect. You never find a stupid goddle, And you never find a goddle with bad middles. I'm sure you find people with good middle who aren't clever. No. <laughs> <laughs> you find kind people, you find uh, you can you, you can have you can have a particular trait. But you can't excel. There be, you know, you can have, have kind people, but then they have got issues in other areas. To have a consistent behavior of, co- of a schlemus, of a mensch, a completion, a wholeness. You're talking about not necessarily so one or two No, self, no, no. Inter- the person, procedure. the persona. Everyone's got good middits. They pop up here and there. Some stronger than others. But to have the, 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 the equilibrium of everyone working together, that's... You, you can't have that without intellectual prowess. But, but one more thing. Don't anyone walk out of this room and think, oh, okay, well, then I can't have good minutes because I'm stupid. Oh, no, 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 no. no. No, The Rambam wasn't written for, there's not like, I didn't read in Actome, it says, this book was written for people who an IQ above. The Rambam says, this is the way to go presupposing that every single one of us can do this. So, there'll be levels, just like not, not all of us can know all of Shas, so there's a level, but every person has a connection to this. Some people have a natural inclination, either less so, but we we'll all have it, we can all do enormously well at it. How many of us can become exceptionally, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe just 80%. You following me? So I'm not talking about that. This is something which is a specific niche of a person. This is something that we'll have access to because we all got the brains that work. You'll find people. This is what you see. You find people. There's a story about um brave Gurvitz in Gateshead. here had two by the back. They used to come to this year and they look pretty much like. I mean, I don't mean to say anything about anyone who's slack jawed and glassy eyed in this room, but they genuinely would attend show and they would look slack, slack, slack jawed and glassy eyed. Again, that's, that's, those are the kind of expressions I've never ever seen in any of my sharing. Even on occasion, they would perform the chicken. You're all aware of the chicken. <laughs> Until the chicken dies. <laughs> so, what happened was, then they got into a monetary dispute, and the one came with a fire and he claimed such a sophisticated halachic claim that it was supported by one of the greater Akherani than the And the other claimed such a sophisticated halachic claim that it was supported by the Kutsois. In other words, there was no short of bra- shortage of brain power. It just was where they were employing their brain power. Some people, uh, if a person can be brilliant in business or in his field of excellence, he can be brilliant in any, in any other area. And the problem is, there's a problem in the transferal. That's, that's the point. Sum up tonight, there's a problem in the <coughs> transfer. You can't be clever only there. You have to be clever across the board. That's called chuvah. That's the beginning of chiver. If you're clever in every other area and you're stupid in your matters, then you can't do chuvah you can't you can want to be good but you'll never get there gosh it's quite scary it's a good thing that I'm saying the drush and not listening to it oh, I'm okay I'm saying the Drosha. inconsistent behaviour <laughs> contradiction yes so, some
1: contradictory behaviors.
0: I mean, the case in a run where both behaviours are uh, appropriate sometime or another but in the past, he? He has that Absolutely. just the because has contradiction. Absolutely. Won't help him. Right. As I said, this is all step one. We haven't gone to step two. I remember, part one in the six part series. You're right. In other words, the person, the, 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 this step will get you to the point where you look at your life and you'll say, hmm, inconsistency, contradiction from an external source, um, no source for this type of behavior, and you'll find all those problems. And then you say, change, and then you'll throw up your hands and say, well, I don't know what to do, what do you want me to do, I don't know what to do. And then you go into stage two. But if you don't get to stage one, you can never go to stage two. People skip stage one. You, you with me, People, Most people skip stage one. They try to change before they worked about the mechanics of change and how it should work in the most basic level. The most basic level of correct functioning is based on cognitive control. You're right. Then there's other problems. That's not everything. That's just the beginning. Yeah, sorry. I was wondering why Hashem... Want so much as to be perfect in our minutes. because Hashem created us as was called a Tzelem elokim. A tzelim, in Hebrew, letzalem means image. to make an image, to make a photo. So when you take a photo, what happens is, I'm taking a photo of this watch. I click and I take a photo, and the photo appears the same thing as this watch, right? except it's just in, it's just in it's a small order this watch is in 3d and that's in 2d but th- it's it's faithful to the original hashem is perfect midas if we want to be a telemine kim we have to have perfect midas and that's our purpose in life our purpose in life is that we should be a faithful photograph of the creator as it were we should be an image of hashem so we have to have good Michael. You giving up? Love What's the point? What do you mean? What's the point? Then and, and then love, him and, to love fear him. him and fear him. How, again, in the physical world, the way you measure distance is based on physical location. How do you measure distance in the spiritual world? Simila- similarity things which are very uh, dissimilar are far apart things which are similar are close together so if I'm good and you're good we're together if I'm good and you're bad we're far apart so if you want to be close to Hashem you have to be the same as Hashem so the purpose of life is to be close to Hashem how do you close to Hashem? you have good minutes because that's what Hashem is <laughs> Michael Bella. Yeah, um, this is all that's right. That's who we're speaking to. As far as I can see, um, I believe Rabbi Resnick's wife went to sleep. Um, so I think we're talking about uh, men. Was there ever any discussion about women in this room? There was no discussion. Okay, about so women I, think women. I think. I think uh, It doesn't. <laughs> are women also referring to women as well? Oh, it's a good question. Definitely to a certain degree. How and why and how they get there? But, but, but two men women. Absolutely correct. So Absolutely correct. I presume his methodology is the same for both? I don't know. Luckily, I don't have that job. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> teach in the same day. Okay, gentlemen, thank you very much.